The Generally Speaking Lost podcast may include coughing, laughing, bickering, and general hysteria and is strongly recommended only for diehard Lost fans, casual viewers, and those who have never watched the show. The podcast is not meant to replace watching Lost for yourself. Side effects may include upset Stephanie, cliff ache, torture by Saeed, and in rare cases, death by Ethan. Women who are nursing, skate fans, or may become skate fans should not listen. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting somewhere close. The signal is strong. Train, how would what kind of transmission is it? could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And this is the very first ever live in front of a real people audience. We have non-imaginary friends here today, Stephanie. They're still real people when they're on the internet. No, everybody knows they're just cyber little bits and pieces and everything uh-huh. like that. But they're here in person. They've materialized. They are, they are here. This is co- so cool. Uh, this is a very historic event for the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. And um, we're recording live here in Florence, Kentucky. In front of a real audience, as we have mentioned, like three or four times so far. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we want to say a very special thanks, and uh, we're going to give a round of applause to Garzelli's Grinder and Pizza Company. Thank you guys very much for allowing us to record this live event here. This is so awesome. And of course, Stephanie, we need to say a very special thank you, and and I'm going to put down my script here for just a minute. And we want to say thank you to everybody who's driven so far to come and be a part of this event. So thank you, guys. You totally rock. Absolutely. All righty. I did not hear you when you said absolutely. I kind of mumbled it. Is that okay? I wonder if I can crank does, you up a little. Does every word I speak have to be? Could you say it louder? I'm sorry. What would you say? Absolutely. Thank you. That's better. <laughs> All right. Stephanie, what are we doing today? Okay. Today we're going to review um, the 12th episode of Season 3. All righty. And on Wednesday, of course, we did our initial reaction to this episode. Yes, we did. And uh, what I want to do for the very first time, I w- it, it, well, actually, usually the initial reaction to our initial reaction is usually negative, but this time it wasn't extremely negative. So we're going to go <laughs> ahead and... That's because it took us five takes. <laughs> yeah, that was so great. Wasn't that fun? The first take was pretty negative. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen the t- second take, which never made it anywhere. But anyway, first of all, we're going to go ahead and listen to Rodimus Ben, who wanted to talk about how we reacted to this week's episode of Lost. Uh, hey, Cliff, this is uh, Rodimus Ben calling. Um, and I'm calling just to talk a little bit about the uh, your most recent Lost podcast. You had asked um, if anyone was surprised at all by uh, the revelation that uh, uh, Jack and Claire were uh, step-siblings. Um, I think that uh, the general public was probably surprised. I watch Lost with a, a group of several other people, but I'm the only one who's devoted enough to it to listen to podcasts constantly and post on the fuselage and so forth. Um, everyone else is pretty much a casual viewer, and none of them saw it coming. They were all surprised. Um, I think that, that a lot of times we in the the hardcore fan community tend to forget that uh, there are very few casual viewers that are going to remember that one scene um, with uh, with Christian Shepard almost a year ago now uh, in that uh, in in that flashback with Anna Lucia, the character who most people didn't like that much anyway. So um, 
whereas with all of us in the you know the serious fan community um, have you know been speculating about that since that one scene, I think most casual fans forgot about it relatively quickly. So to answer your question there about was it worth doing a whole flashback to, to reveal that, um, it may not have been from our perspective as fans, but I think that uh, uh, from just generally gauging from the reaction that my group had of casual viewers, um, it seemed like it was a big deal to them to learn that in this episode. So I think I've got to say that I guess the writers knew what they were doing in that regard. Um, all right, well, um, love the show. I look forward to listening to the recording of the live version that you all are doing this weekend. Take care. All righty. Thank you very much, Ben, for that feedback. Yes, Which definitely. was awesome, but I have to, I mean, Rodimus Ben, I'm very sorry, but I have to say they are half-siblings, not step-siblings. That's correct. Did he say step? He did. Okay. Oh. Thank you for pointing out the factual error. Peace. Not that we ever have any of those here at the Generally Speaking Podcast And Network. people call in and point them out. Well, I'm, uh, thank you for calling the, to our attention. Thank you. All right. So anyway. Some people might not know that. They might not, especially casual viewers. Exactly. Who won't and listen casual to this people anyway. Who don't understand the difference between a stepbrother and a half-brother. So I half think brother. Bernard from Atlanta called. Yeah, Bar- Bernard did. And, and he has a criticism about our criticisms. Sweet. Hi, my name is Bernard. I'm calling from Atlanta. And uh, this is uh, in relation to the Lost Podcast for Pop. Avion. Um, uh, love your podcast, um, but I have a criticism about your criticism, and that is that um, you both seem to be um, fairly underwhelmed by Claire's, uh, by the revelation that Claire is um, uh, uh, Christian's daughter, and that is because this was telegraphed in, um, uh, in, in a previous episode, Anna Lucia's. The problem that I have with the criticism is that it echoes criticisms that I've heard before that basically fall along the lines of, well, we already figured it out. I want something different. And the problem is, is that Lost is at a stage now where somebody somewhere, and generally in large groups, have speculated and figured out, often based on what they've seen on screen, what likely will turn out to be true. In other words, it's, you know, the monkeys in a room uh, uh, analogy. If you put enough in in a room typing, they'll eventually uh, pound out Shakespeare. Well, somebody somewhere has already figured out those issues, even when it's blatant. So the writer's in a position where it's um, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they, or they're damned if they don't. Um, either you want answers, or you want surprises, or you want answers that are surprises, um, of which the last one is very, very hard to, 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 to do for, for any writer, particularly for a show that has this much speculation and this much fan involvement. So basically, um, I want to know if you all have an opinion about that. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I'm going to have to cut that short, but... Uh... I do have an opinion. I think that both Ben and uh, Bernard have a point. There are casual viewers who maybe did not catch on to the fact early on from to the for the road that indeed um, Claire is Jack's half sister. 
Uh, I'm going I'm to pull our live audience here. Who here, by clapping of hands, knew before last night's, or this week's episode, that Claire was indeed Jack's half-sister? All right. So, all, but yet that was not everybody. So, <laughs> therefore, um, it, it may You're not right, have been too clear. It. Now, where did Cliff and where did everybody else get this idea that, you know, we knew this for a fact? And we, I went back to... Because um, I said so. Because you said so. Uh, and if you would have listened to Cliff and Stephanie back then, you would know. <laughs> but anyway, Whatever. so here's the situation. I went back to um, Two for the Road. And I pulled out this audio clip, and this, and I think that the writers actually made a grave error for giving us this audio. I think that they could have shown Christian Shepherd yelling incoherently, where we could not hear what he was saying. But this is very clear. It's going to be not so clear once, not so clear the second time, but the third time when he says, "I want to see my daughter." I mean, they made it a point to say it three times in this audio, and it's audible all three times. But the third one is very clear. Listen to this. I want to see my daughter. I want to see my daughter, and she's my daughter. I have every right to see her. It's Christian Shepherd. He's in Australia. He has a daughter in Australia. Who else on the island is there going to be a connection to that will later come down the road to be his half sister? and have it be some sort of irony. It, An extra. So was I underwhelmed when we learned this? I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry. I, I shouldn't be disturbing you. I was just leaving. What are you doing here? I was just on my way out, Lindsay. If Carol knew you were here... She'd what? What would she do? She wouldn't be acting the way you are. Aunt Lindsay, what's going on here? Who is he? It doesn't matter. Just go. Maybe you should tell her, Lindsay. She deserves to know. Please, just leave us alone. You are not the arbiter here. No. In these circumstances, you are I do believe that Claire has every right to know. Just stop it! Are you the one paying the bills? Are you the one taking care of all this? Yes. Luke. I am your father. And who are you? I'm your father, Claire. All right, good enough. Thank you very much for that awesome reveal this week. Now, totally, I would have been... This episode, I mean, number one, I, I, even with the flashbacks, the flashbacks actually became, were such a small portion, percentage-wise, of the episode that they it really didn't were. even draw down the level of my enjoyment wasn't of this that episode. The same, wasn't that the same with um, Saeed's episode, though? Weren't, weren't the flashbacks really cut down and most of the stuff was happening on the island? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Does anybody else remember? So... I think so. Yeah, some other folks in the audience are saying, yeah, they think so. So anyway, I mean, even with the fact that I was underwhelmed by that, I will tell you that um, I really did enjoy this episode. And I can see now, for the casual viewer who was not picking apart that audio clip, I want to see my daughter, then I can understand that. But 
for those of us who were in the fan community, they could have really made that a major reveal for all of us if they just wouldn't have given that, that audio clip in uh, Two for the Road. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Okay. But I totally agree. And, and you know what? I, he's, um, who was that? That was Bernard, was Bernard from Atlanta. He was absolutely right in that, um, you know, sometimes we want answers and we complain that they don't give us any answers. And then when they do give us answers, we complain about how duh, That's we knew that. That's because they wait so long to give you answers that you've already come up with every way that they could answer it. So even if they pick one of the thousands of answers there are, it, it's ruined for the people who spend their life dissecting so, the episode. So it's, maybe we should just throw away all this podcasting equipment, just sit down and watch the episode once and enjoy this thing. Or they could step the bar up another notch and really start... We want the we want the hour we want the answers, but we want it to like oh my gosh we we want the wow factor. So, but anyway, is that wrong? No, I don't think so. But the thing is, is I I I think that they give us that a lot, and I was just surprised. Everybody was expecting Claire to be Christian Shepherd's daughter, and I think that they had a perfect opportunity. To throw us a curveball there and give everybody a big, I didn't see that one coming. So that that's really my own personal opinion. But okay. I totally agree that sometimes we just need to sit back and enjoy the ride and understand that there are casual viewers to Lost that, that really did uh, enjoy that flashback and it was not so obvious to them, which is very cool. So outside of the flashback, we had already talked about that this is a 10. It's a perfect episode. And in fact, let's go ahead and explore a little bit of the mystery. We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost, exploring the mystery. That was a little loud. Huh? <laughs> wow. Ow. So, why don't I adjust that audio clip sometime? That's... It does that to us every single week, and we're surprised every, <laughs> every single week, week that it blows us away. Great. It's the only one that's adjusted that high above everything else. It is very loud. Let's talk about this, the title of this episode, Stephanie. Okay. What do you know about the title, Par Avion? Well, I know that it's French Okay. for um, By Way of Plane. How did you know that? Because it's on my notes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, and it's also commonly used uh, in airmail. So like when you send right. airmail to somebody, it's usually stamped uh, letters out that says, says Par Avion. And since Claire and Charlie sent the letter on the bird. The letter on the bird? On their note. They oh, put yeah. it on the, the bird. Oh, yeah, the letter on the bird. So anyway. Did and you watch a, this episode? Uh, which episode are we talking about? Uh, so here's a little picture, everybody, of Charlie sending their airmail par avion. All right? So there you go. Anyway, the title, of course, uh, refers to the message, which you had just said. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about that. Claire had come up with an awesome plan and I am so excited about this. I, I, matter of fact, it's the first, I think, somewhat successful attempt to get communication to the outside world and let's, yes. let's find out what that plan was. Son, Jin! Claire, what's the matter? I need Jin's nets and fish. We've got to hurry. And buckets, I'm going to need those too. We have buckets? to catch the birds. What birds? They just flew over and they're only going to be here today so if we're going to catch one, we need to do it now. Can you get some nets? Okay, five minutes ago, a flock of seabirds flew over my head. Seabirds are migratory, which means they're going to keep heading south. I'm sorry, I don't understand why we need to... They're tagged. Tagged? 
Scientists tag these birds so they can track them. So when they eventually land in Australia or New Zealand or wherever, somebody's going to gather them up. We can send a message. If we can catch one. Okay, so here's the plan. First, we've got to cut up these fish, make chum. That'll get the birds to settle in the water. And then um, we're going to need to cut up some of this net. Charlie, can you go get some knives? Um, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie? Yeah. Uh, how do you even know this stuff about birds, Claire? I, um, I watched a lot of nature shows with my mum. Doesn't exactly make you an expert. I just, I, I don't want to see you wasting your time, that's all. Okay, so... What? Okay, so why is Charlie so down on Claire? Well, I think it might have something to do be have something to do with uh, Desmond. Yes. And the little. Uh, and I love how you're answering the the question that you asked me and I gave you the answer to. I did, well, you're looking at the script and you weren't supposed to read the script like and ask the question. I was just like asking you to introduce the next clip. Okay. Did you just put my script down? I didn't throw it. <laughs> All right, we don't need the script. Let's go ahead and find out how Desmond screwed everything up. Salad. Good morning. Good morning yourself. What brings you down to the beach, Desmond? Boar running fake. I was hoping you might want to join me in the hunt. Oh, well, thanks for the invite, but as you can see, we're just about to begin a picnic. Well, I think hunting might be a, a better way to spend your day, Charlie. Okay, so obviously... Desmond has decided, uh-oh, I need to come to the rescue again. So is this how Desmond's going to spend the rest of his life on the island? Saving I don't know. Charlie? Do you think? I agree, Kim. That would be the way to go. I, I think that he should just spend his whole time <laughs> saving Charlie. But what I don't get is why he thinks it's safer for Charlie to go hunting boar. I mean, I know... Because I know he's just trying he's... to get Charlie away from the ocean because that's where he drowns that day and he can't he, be he attacked his, by a boar well or his, stabbed with a knife he, or in shot the, with in the gun, foreseeing or of the future the flash before desmond's island tree. was not of that it was of something specific i know all right thank you <laughs> so claire starts to s suspect something's wrong with charlie okay and it's not the it's not right. that he thinks that it's drugs this time and she thinks it has a lot to do with this guy Desmond that's been spending some time mm -hmm. with uh, with Charlie. So let's go ahead and find out what kind of answers she gets from um, Desmond. How did you know it was going to be here? I didn't. Yes, you did. You had to. That's what you and Charlie were arguing about. You knew. How would I? I don't know, but you know, you walked straight here. No doubt at all about where you were going. You came right to this beach and right to this rock. And lo and behold, there's the bird. See that spot over there? That's where Charlie slipped and fell in. He got pounded again and again by the rocks and broke his neck. What? What, what are you talking about? That's where Charlie died. Look what Desmond found. How about that? It does have a tag. You were right. Desmond told me everything. 
about all his visions. That he knew you were going to get hit by lightning. That you were going to drown trying to rescue me in the ocean. How you died trying to get me this bird. You don't believe all that, do you? Okay, so basically everything's fine. Charlie and Claire make up, and all is good in the life of uh, what? What did they call the Claire Charlie relationship? Does anybody know? There are no. I, I don't. I don't think it has a name. There is. No, we need to come up with a nickname. Uh, we encourage everybody to give us a call Larry. on the generally speaking listener line at area code eight five nine seven nine five four zero five seven. Call in your best Claire and Charlie relationship name. So, Stephanie, you wanted to ask me when the ceremony yeah, is going to take place. Yeah, how long before the wedding? I think it's Absolutely. coming soon. Who do you think would officiate that wedding now? Uh, I mean, an extra. Th- an extra? Yeah, they're everywhere now. I think Arnst, everywhere now. I think, I think Arnst is going to come back and do the officiating of the wedding. Uh-uh. Arnst is bitsy, bitsy pieces everywhere. Well, the question is, is he? What, what do they call that? We pink mist. Some... He's pink mist. Pink. He blew up. He's you have, you know, You've got Grey's Anatomy on the mind. You need to stop that right There's now. There's nothing wrong with having Grey's Anatomy on the mind. Well, here's the situation. We're going to have some listener feedback later okay. that has a question as to whether or not Arnst is dead. Okay. Mm, interesting. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. Where are we at on this? Oh, we, the, what Sawyer, was the message? Sawyer, he's the new sheriff in town. Yeah, exactly. He could do it. Well, let, let's, let's go ahead okay. and talk about what, was, what message went par avion. Right, what did they write? To whom it may concern, we are survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. Survived on this island for 80 days. We were six hours into the flight, and the pilot said we were off course and turned back towards Fiji. We had turbulence and crashed. We've been waiting here all this time, waiting for rescue that has not come. We do not know where we are, we only know you have not found us done our best to live on this island. Some of us have come to accept we may never leave it. Not all of us have survived since the crash. But there is new life, too. And with it, there is hope. We are alive. Please don't give up on us. It's a... Perfectly. You know, I'm not giving up on you either, Charlie. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. We'll get through this together. They're going to get through this together. Can everybody say, aww? Yeah. There is an island ceremony in the future. I think so. There's got to be. I think they're going to have to get married and and have just this wonderful island wedding. And and, uh, I'm interested to see what they make the wedding gown out of. It's just really going to be cool. (laughs) I think they're going to have to go. Why do you have to have a wedding gown to get married? I don't know. Maybe you don't. You uh, don't. I think it would be cool if they had one. Maybe okay. Juliet can hook what them I, up. See, my question would be, where would they get a marriage license? <laughs> I just hope that, I actually hope that they, they would go to the judicial system over on the other side of the <laughs> island. 
So um, what wh- they don't know though is that poor little bird is gonna fly back to the others. <laughs> and then oh come the zoo. on! No, they're they're definitely not. She had watched documentary documentaries that actually show, or if in my slang, document documentaries. Documentaries. There you go. So anyway, they they had watched enough documentaries to know that those birds are gonna migrate to like New Zealand or something. So. Absolutely, it's gonna happen. I just hope she doesn't go to Tom for a dress because that did not work out for Kate. No, it didn't. All right. Gosh, it didn't. All right. So. Oh, I love these commercials. I'm so sorry. Are you watching the Mac commercial on the wall? Totally watching TV. Which one is? Oh, it's where he's going in for an upgrade. (laughs) He's going in for an upgrade, major surgery. Okay, Stephanie, what's up with John Locke in this episode? I really liked him in it. It's. Not just this episode. Just what's up with John Locke, period. John Locke, period. Now, of course, we know that John... He's not the John Locke that we knew. You cannot let that out of the bag before we get to the next audio clip. I am not following your script. Get over it. You need to pick up that script right now or else you're out of here. All right. Anybody want to take my place? (laughs) All right. So before we get into the fact that somebody knew John... Let's talk about uh, what John did. He threw Mikhail that's into... That's only two points down. It's next point, but that's okay. <laughs> but you would have known that if you had your script. <laughs> okay, so here, here's what happened. John throws Mikhail into the uh, sonic boom fence. Yes. And um, he gets Which fried. Which pretty gross to watch him foam at the yeah, mouth. Yeah, it, it was. And he says, thank you. And then at the, uh, the end, Locke really regrets Sorry. what he had done. <laughs> Thank you. sorry and they don't mean it you know they're just like yeah i'm sorry about you know that. i, I so, think that's what you want to hear right now so i'm gonna say it mm, sorry sorry go ahead all right so you know i got an email from somebody that said i said sorry to you too much in one of our podcasts recently and they like counted the number of times i said i'm sorry <laughs> and i really felt sorry for him that's great that's in one hour you should live not, my life i'm sorry anyway uh before okay before mikhail dies <laughs> Excuse me. I, I, actually, Stephanie, why don't why don't you read this next point before before Mikhail dies? Um, I think there is something interesting after his speech about the list. I misspoke. What I meant to say is, you're not capable of understanding. And why am I not capable? Kate, you are not because you are not on the list. What list? The man who brought me here, who brought all of my people here, he is a magnificent man. He's beautiful. He's magnificent. Ben so magnificent, then why did he need one of us to save him? Ben. Ben is not. It's not Ben. I will try to make this as simple as I can. You are not on the list because you are flawed. Flawed. We're all flawed. Because you are angry. You're angry, Stephanie. And weak. Not today. And you're not weak, though. But you're the more I learn about your people, the more I suspect you're not as omniscient as you have us believe. Don't speak to us as if you know us. 
Of course I don't know you, Salim Jara. How could I? You, Kratos. Now listen close. Listen to this to about John Locke. But you, John Locke. You, I might have a fleeting memory of, but I must be confused because the John Locke I knew was hey! perhaps the John Locke I knew. Look at this. I, I know. He says the John Locke I know. Did he say I know or I yeah. knew? Oh, well, forget my notes. That totally ruins my whole... That's the whole rest of this podcast. No, it's not. It's based upon I, I knew. It's two more clips. It's. I'm just kidding. And then we talk about Danielle. Did he really say I know? Yes. The John Locke I know? Do I have to go home and find the script for you? I just played it. I thought for sure he just said I knew. Oh, You're going to need to man. watch that again. Anyway. Okay, well, anyway... I love when we were watching that on Wednesday and we had our surround sound on and when they're going dum dum our whole living room shaking because his bass is so loud. Alright, so so Mikhail has this like obsession with the man. Everybody has an obsession with the man. In fact, even Ben had an obsession yes, he did. with the man. Why would your own people want to kill you? Because the man in charge He's such a pretty He's man. He's a great man, John. A brilliant man. But he is not a forgiving man. He'll kill me because I failed, John. I failed my mission. What mission? When that woman caught me in her trap, I was on my way here, John. I was coming for you. No, that was a reveal. That was a reveal. Now that, tell me, was that awesome in that episode? I mean, if if Two for the Row had two redeeming qualities, number one, they got rid of Anna Lulu, and they revealed that they were coming for John Locke, because he was on the list. Why hasn't the man killed Ben yet, if he failed his mission? Why he said he'll he'll kill me because I failed my mission. He well, I I think maybe he's gonna get a second chance to go back and get lost. But he's not a forgiving man. He's not a forgiving man, but he's a very powerful man, and of course um, this leads us to think maybe they knew that those words would make John come to them. Th- this leads me to the point that what did you just say? Nothing. I'll go back and I'll listen to that in okay. the actual episode when I release it. Unless you want to rete- you want to tell me what you said. So John's a liar. John is a liar. Because, because he has C4 in his backpack. You did it out of order. I did not. Okay. I, I most certainly did not. Okay, well, anyway. You need to look at your script. <laughs> I was trying to deviate from my script for just a moment. But anyway, that's cool. We'll go ahead and go there now. Okay. So first he makes a point out of saying he doesn't have any C4. Well, it's certainly not as infallible as the magical carvings on your stick. Hey, the stick did get us to that station. Oh, the station which you accidentally blew up. Well, if you'd warned me that the basement was rigged with C4, I might have been a little more careful. And then, of course, we have... Saeed, where's the axe? It's in his pack. Oh, wait a minute, I got it. Here, I got it. I thought you didn't know there was any C4. Well, I stand corrected. Why did you take it? You never know when a little C4 might come in handy. You'll have to do better than that. 
That is awesome. So, John just, Locke obviously I, knows what he's doing. Can I just pause doing. for yeah. a moment Go and ahead. mention to all the people who are not here with us that it smells so good in here. It does. And I, I cannot wait until we're done so I I've can I've ordered my calzone from uh, Garzelli's here to be done right at 4.30. What did so you yummy. order? A barbecue chicken calzone. A barbecue chicken. And, of course, mine is the calzone with uh, pepperoni, sausage, and uh, bacon. bacon. Yeah. Because I had Slim Fast for breakfast and for lunch today. So I'm good to go. All right. So anyway, uh, John Locke definitely has something going on. He has some sort of ulterior motive. He's John on his, is not to be trusted. He is on his own agenda. Whether I like him or not is totally beside the point because you just can't trust him. I like John. and oh, I, I, think, didn't, I didn't say whether I did or not. I think he's on to something. He's still not to be trusted. But Saeed's on to him. So let's listen to that. Pardon me for not knowing that they had a, 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 a sonic weapon fence. I didn't know he was going to die. How would I know uh, that? Uh, Why are you really here? You here for Jack? Why else would I be here? We'll talk about this later. Fine by me. Okay, so why is John Locke there? And I think that that is a great question that still is lingering. What What is John searching for? He's not there for, for Jack. And, and you know, what, what? I'm still, this one phrase, this isn't the way it was supposed to happen. That still plagues me. I wonder what that means. And what what is it that he looked into the eye it's of the island and what I saw was beautiful. What else did he, inter- how, what else happened in that interaction? You know, was he given some kind of plan some kind of agenda that he needed to fulfill you know because didn't Maybe. he say didn't i do everything you said remember he yelled at the island i've done everything you asked so i mean there's something going on with john Locke, and that is for me one of the reasons why he's one of my favorite characters on the island because okay. i'm really into the mystery of everything okay and i'm not talking about the mystery of who claire's father is yeah okay that's much of a mystery all right so anyway one last uh, little character analysis question for you What's up with Danielle? Do you think she's another? I don't think so. Anybody out there think that Danielle's another? All right. <laughs> Jacob does. Jacob <laughs> thinks that Danielle's another. He's on my side. That's awesome. Something's up with him. And Danielle, you know, is asked. Kate's kind of like, okay, tell me what's up here. I've told you about your daughter who you haven't seen in 16 years and you haven't asked me a question. And Danielle comes back with what would seem to be a very believable answer, but it seems to be too well thought out. Right. And here's what she comes back with. I told you that your daughter was living with them. And you haven't asked me a single question about her. You haven't... Your friend. Jack. You care about him? Yes? Imagine 16 years from now. You're told he was still alive. But in your heart, you know that he wouldn't remember you. He wouldn't know you. He wouldn't even know that you ever cared about him. I haven't asked you questions about my daughter. Because I do not want to know the answers. Do you buy that? Are you seriously buying that? Anybody? No. no. Our audience says no. Kim, come to the microphone. We ha- this is Kim, also known as Good Things, coming on our forum. All right. 
I don't know. I'm I'm kind of okay with with her saying that. She's had 16 years to think about what would happen when she met her daughter. Yeah. And I think that it's quite possible that that she does not want to know what's going on with her. Okay. But no, the no, answers that could come back, her her daughter doesn't know her at all, and but no does question. not have any attachment. No question. What what does she look like? Not and nothing. You don't you don't think anything. I don't think that is the first question that comes to her mind. Uh, okay, she but, wants to know about her daughter. Okay, but I I mean just something. There there's got to be some questions. So, uh, but I, okay, that's cool. I, I so very believable. Holly's gonna come up. She's got a, she's got something to say about this. Okay, well, I was just thinking, my daughter's adopted, so I was thinking, okay, what if her birth mother knew absolutely nothing about her, and what if she wanted to know something when she was 16? I think it would, she would be curious, but it would also hurt her at the same time to know all that she has missed, you know, because Alex didn't grow up as Danielle's daughter. She grew up as someone else's daughter. Absolutely. So and that's... Okay. That's my two cents. That, that, that's right. awesome. So if I may reference Grey's Anatomy one more time, we've I'll been give watching. You one more reference. We've been watching season two, and in season two, you learn that Izzy has a daughter. Yes. And she's talking to a teenage girl who is pregnant, and she calls the girl's adopted mother her mom, and she says, the the girl says, but I thought you were her mom. She goes, I am her mother. I am not her mom. Okay. So I, and I think that, that I think that Danielle knows that she may be her her mother. She may be linked to her biologically, but she is not her mom. Nor will she probably ever be her mom. Not with the brainwashing they're doing over in room twenty three. Exactly. That's for sure. All right, and and she probably is. Well, the, I, the only thing is, is I bet you if you asked Alex, she wouldn't tell you. He's a great man. He's a magnificent man. No. Do you think Carl's the man? No. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> he, he's running scared from himself. That doesn't Is, make sense. <laughs> all right. Hey, let's talk about some Easter eggs here uh, just okay. a mo- for a moment. Uh, the book, did everybody see that Sawyer was reading yet another book? Stephanie, that was... With his taped up glasses. I love that. The title of the book, I, I, how do you say the name A-Y-N? Is it Ayn Rand? Okay, but anyway, we're going to pronounce it Ayn Rand. And, Go ahead. Uh, anyway, the, the, the title of the book was called Fountainhead. The Fountainhead. Okay, and Stephanie, do you want to read what okay. that says, uh, what Amazon.com says about that book? Sure. Um, the Fountainhead has become an enduring piece of literature, more popular now than when published in 1943. Um, on the surface, it's a story of one man, Howard um, Rourke, right? Yep. And his struggles as an architect in the face of a successful um, rival, Peter. Somebody or else. Keating. Yeah. And a newspaper columnist, Ellsworth. Tuhey. 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 Okay. Uh, but the book addresses a number of universal themes: the strength of an in, of the individual, um, the tug between good and evil, and the threat of. Fascism. Fascism. Okay, what is fascism? That's something that some people may want to know. Fascism, and this is from dictionary.com, a governmental system led by a dictator having complete power, forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism. Notice everybody that talks and refers to the man, which seemingly is a dictator kind of position, 
They're always saying wonderful things and never anything to criticize him. He's a wonderful man. So anyway, uh, he regiments all industry, maybe even make sure that the same people who make, um, uh, whatchamacallit, pregnancy tests is the same thing that is in charge of everything. Uh, Industry, notice that everything is Dharma brand. Um, and then, of course, commerce, etc., and emphasizing an aggressive nationalism. So it's seemingly this is yet just another insight as into some of what maybe is hinting at what the others are all about. Okay. And the fact that they brought in and, and made Mikhail mention and reference the man and how wonderful he is, yet, and put this in here, and you put that with what I played earlier from Ben from last season. About the man, so it's all pointing to this understanding that this is a society of people who is governed by somebody like a dictator. Okay. Possibly. Possibly. I just think that is some kind of insight into what's going on. No idea what you just said. That's okay. It doesn't matter because I don't either. Could Could somebody go find Kirk and ask them to order a large pizza for Cliff and Stephanie because we ordered our own food, but not food for our kids. And that's what I was thinking about while you were talking. What are you doing thinking about food while we're broadcasting? No, I'm, I'm just hungry. Alright, so here's the thing. Yes, Kim. Just cheese. Alright. Thank, Thank you, Kim. Kim. Alright. Did we just say that at the same time? I think so. That was totally awesome, Stephanie. It's yeah. almost as if it was scripted, but it wasn't. No. That's okay. Saeed's map. Saeed's map. So uh, there's some close-ups taken of Saeed's map. That reveals a, reveals uh, something in writing, uh, in two different places. Here, here's a little picture of the map, just so you know. But yet, um, something that I found interesting is subterranean passage, 20 feet deep. So, and of course, this shows some kind of linking in between the different underground facilities. So, if you can imagine, this this may indicate. One of the questions is, so how do they get out from this fence if it if it's all the way around the perimeter? And the answer would be probably through a 20 feet deep, deep. buried tunnel system on the island. Now, Ryan, uh, who is here today, Ryan Thomas, had uh, pointed out uh, something that he had done with some screen captures, and he did some lining up, and he says that this map seems to correspond with some of the the outline of what was on the blast map door or blast door map that John Locke had seen. Now, I, if I'm not mistaken, and, and he can wave me down if I'm wrong, but I believe that some folks on the on some of the forums had kind of shot it down and said it's not close enough of a match. But if you imagine that this was Kelvin going out and scouting out, learning about where these things are, and then coming back and doing it by memory with a paintbrush and some dish liquid. I mean, detergent. obviously, yeah. some deter- yeah, some detergent, detergent, something like that. But I, th- I think he found something great. And is that on our forum at all, Ryan? Do you know? Okay. Yeah. So, so he posted that in this uh, this episode's but didn't, discussion place. But so. didn't but didn't Kelvin say that that the guy he was there with started the map? I don't remember. Rydzinski, maybe. I think didn't so. Did he and say that he started the map and then? But yeah. Okay. But anyway, the, still, I think that that is a great connection. And thank you for that, Ryan, from Cincinnati. Absolutely. All right, and then uh, the car accident, the very first opening scene, another Easter egg. They opened up the episode. Remember, you hear the flashing of the turn signal, and they made a point to show the dashboard. Well, the odometer showed right here the last three digits. It was just turning to 108. 
So anyway, very interesting stuff. And then the other thing is, is that, and I never caught this before, but if you guys can uh, just imagine that you can see this up here. Yeah, I did not catch this. I did not catch this at all. This is Jack tossing football with his good friend Tom. And as he's tossing the football this way, we see a freshly inked kind of tattoo on his arm that we have never seen before. Um, and you, if you go to eggs.lost or I'm sorry, eggs.blogspot.com, I think is where I found this, you can see this image. And we'll probably put a link to it in the show notes if I don't forget. I'll just pass around my paper when I'm done. Yeah. But this for the folks at home. And then the only thing is, is then they show next to this, this screen capture. Remember when he's yanking on the chain in the very first episode of season Tale three? Of two cities. The Tale of Two Cities. She says, don't pull on that. And it shows that same tattoo. I never saw that before. I never saw that. And they made a very good point to show his arms because he was pulling on yeah, but, the chain. In the, so, yeah, but then again, when I was watching this episode and I saw him toss the football, I didn't see it. But it... When I but went you back, went back a, and looked, right? I went back a second time. It is certainly there. Okay. So, that, interesting stuff when you go in and watch it frame by frame. You now, do, you really do pick things up. Jack, tossing the football with Tom. Yeah. That is a reveal. Yes. I didn't see that. That, w- that I think it was a perfect way to end that episode. That was awesome. It, it was definitely, for me, one of these moments. Very good. All right. I love how I love how they made it look like he was like running towards Said at, at first, and then he turns around and he catches a football. So I'm thinking, okay, he's playing with the kids, and then they show Tom. And I'm like, okay, or not? Okay, so I, that was awesome. It I, was. I I definitely thought that as well. That was there was good. a swing set in the background too. I don't know if you guys picked up the swing set. So yet, even though they haven't shown us any of the kids, there are obviously some kids in this community. Uh, so. there some kids? There were some kids in the zoo. Remember, they went on a field trip. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. But it was just the kids from uh, the beach, right? Aren't they I the think? only kids they have? I don't know. That's that's the question. Okay, let's go to some listener feedback. Okay. Hold your ears, guys. This might be loud. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. She's still tired, She's too. She's tired. Jamie from Burbank. I'll tell and you. she probably goes to bed right after it airs. You think so? I, I would assume. I don't know. Probably. And, and Jamie, we have... do you go to bed right after it airs? Because we stay up and we podcast. and Inquiring minds want to know. We don't watch it live, either. So that yeah. puts us... Yeah. I want to know. Is that Patty back in the back there? Hi, Patty. <laughs> She snuck in after she, we started. She's eating. Leave her she's alone. She's eating food. Everybody do not turn around and look at Patty while she's <laughs> eating food. Please don't do that to her. That would be so embarrassing. 
All right. So anyway, um, I had some some audio feedback from a fellow podcaster in Ireland. Okay, he is okay. the only podcast done by a fan in Ireland, and it's called the Irish Lost Podcast. And unfortunately, the audio clip he was having some issues sending me the MP3 version of it. He sent me a, a, a very low bitrate wave file, and it was you couldn't understand it. So anyway, I just want to tell you guys that, that he has a podcast. If you go in, um, I think, Apple iTunes into the music store, you, you can actually do a search for Irish Lost, all one word, and it should pull it up. And uh, I'll find a link to his show, and I'll put that in the show notes. But it, I, we really were going to try to get him to do a special promo for St. Patrick's Day. For, oh, that would have been exactly, cute. Exactly. That, so, that would have been cute. Exactly. So anyway, uh, I'm going to read to you an email that I got. I'm this is very interesting. Hello, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello. It's, it says, uh, this is Mike from Italy, and I'm a longtime listener of your Lost Podcast, and I wanted to send you my insight about a big reveal that we were supposed to get halfway down the, ep- the season. I posted this on the fuselage already, and there are already a couple spinoff theories. I'll cut and paste from my original fuselage post. Okay, here you go. From Exposé Press Release, it says this. Hurley begins to suspect that Sawyer may be involved in an island mystery surrounding two fellow survivors. Okay, I don't really think that that's going to be a major spoiler, so I don't think anybody can be upset with me. Now, here is the, um, this is basically the, uh, the theory. Hurley begins to, un- now this isn't a spoiler, again, this is a theory. Hurley begins to understand that Sawyer is not in sync with the current island timeline. Why? Remember when Sawyer says to Nikki, who are you? Okay. Well, literally, he meant, I've never seen you before. If Nikki and Paulo and the, are the rest of, let's see, if Nikki and Paulo are the result of Desmond messing around with the timeline, this could conv- convalidate, or convalidate, I don't know what that means, but anyway, the theory. And if you add Boone, Shannon, and Dr. Arnst uh, will be guest stars in the same episode, hmm, maybe this is not just a long shot. So obviously I guess they're going to be uh, co- uh, guest stars in this episode. Uh, to, let's see here. To this, other folks may have ended up in the pilot, let's see, to this, other folks may have ended up in the pilot seat episode. I can't read that. Added. To this, other folks have added that oh. in the pilot episode, Shannon says to Boone that they were lucky to have had the first class seats or they would be dead. Okay, and he says not exact words. Long story short, if this theory is correct, either Boone or Shannon never boarded the plane and Nikki and Paulo had their seats instead. Or it could be that... Uh, they died that because of the Boone crash. and Shannon actually died in the crash and never existed in the timeline. We were the whole reason why I really like this is be, and this is from Mike Costero, Costodero, Costodero. Anyway, from Italy, I really like this because Mike from Italy, I think Mike from Italy will work for us. So anyway, I really like this theory, Stephanie, because okay. this really answers how could they introduce. Paulo and Nikki as just now showing up. If Desmond has gone back and changed the timeline 
and the fact that it was Paulo and Nikki had the seats where Shannon and Boone once were, and something happened just ever so slightly to change that to where Shannon and Boone actually died in the front of the plane, and Paulo and Nikki now are on the island instead of Boone and Shannon, that would be interesting. Hmm. And so, Mike, I'm going to have to give you... It's an interesting theory. So, anyway, moving right along. Oh, let's do that. Okay, so that's that's pretty much what we have for our our Lost Podcast episode here. Oh, come on up. Listener feedback. Anybody who wants to come in and be a part of this, stand in line here at the microphone. We would love to hear anything you have to say. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is Eric. Eric Fisher. Fisher. Um, my thought about that is, if you think about when we first saw those two, it was the exact episode where we first saw... Desmond and everybody right after the hatch, which was right when he did his, you know, jump back in time. So, whatever he may have done may have actually, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty good theory. I think that really does support that the first time we ever see them is right then. Exactly. Back on the beach. So, my other thought is, is we haven't seen yet, but we may, ha- I mean, if, if Shannon and Boone did in this now different timeline, did die in the plane crash and nobody ever interacted with them, I want to see as a confirmation, Saeed never, you know, hooking up with yes. Shannon. So yeah. I Absolutely. think they'll have to show that too if that's the case. I don't know what implications that means, but you know. That yeah. is awesome. So. I, I'm really liking this because I've, I've always said, you know, they're going to have to do something to make me believe, have, give me some kind of way to believe and except Paulo and Nikki just yeah. showing up on this island. Plus, I think that validates everything that we've put up with as far as them being showing up out of yeah. nowhere and flushing toilets, being annoying, yeah. and all of that. So I look forward to it. If that's what if that's what they're going to show, I'm excited. So. Awesome. And, and Eric, I just need to say thank you for um, the many episodes that you. Uh, worked and helped produce the on the island segments. The those no will go down. Those go down in the history books yeah. of the Lost awesome. Podcast. No problem. So thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. So anyway, that's pretty much all we have here. If anybody wants to come up and say anything else um, before we say our special thanks and do the the wrap up of the show here, uh, you have one last opportunity. Okay. Okay. So Holly's gonna come up. And uh, then we'll talk about some special words of thanks, and then we got some door prizes. Okay, I've got two things. First okay. of all, why doesn't Desmond just say, Charlie, you're going to die on the rocks today. Don't do that. You know, like, why isn't he just, like, completely honest with him? You know, I instead think, of, that's don't go play easy. with knives. Like, I don't know, that's, like, annoying to me. Anyway, the other thing, could there be, like, two lists? Because didn't Miss Clue give Michael a list? And why was she and Sawyer on that list, but Jack wasn't supposed to be on that list? And then there's this other list. That's a good question. That's a very good question. Well, first of all, the the whole reason why didn't Desmond just come up and say, hey, you're going to die on the rocks today, we need to go do something else. I think it's because he didn't want to alert Claire as to what was going on. But now she knows, so now he can just be up front, you know. Right. I I don't think you should climb that tree today. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no doubt. So, anyway, I, I... Okay, you need to move. <laughs> You're cute, but you gotta go. Kim with the video camera in the face there. So, anyway, um, 
Yeah, I, I think that Desmond did have a one-on-one -on -one with him and, and finally just tell him straight up, but he didn't want to really alert Claire to it and, and have have to explain it, but she did find out. Um, and then your other question about the other, are there two lists? That is a good question. I don't think, I, I can't imagine why James Ford would be on the list of the good people. Um, so I, I think you're probably right. Uh, and and I the whatever whoever Jacob is and whatever his list is, I think his list was for other purposes. I think Jacob's list was the original list. And no, I th I don't think so. The the li Jacob's list is the one that Michael had to go back and bring back certain people. Well, that that was Ben's list. Was, okay, yeah. you, maybe you're right. Jacob's list is the original list, and that's when they should have got John Locke and. Whoever else they were. Okay. So so I think there has to be two lists. There had to be the list that Michael was given to go back and bring back. And then there was the list that uh, Goodwin and Ethan were supposed to go. And, of course, Ethan got killed and uh, failed By to bring... Charlie. Exactly. Uh, and failed to bring back Claire. Um, or, wait, no. He didn't fail that in that mission. He, he, he accomplished that, that mission. But she escaped and... But then John Locke was on this list. He came back to get her. So, it, very interesting stuff. But anyway, we want to say a special word of thanks to a bunch of people. First Absolutely. of all, we need to say thank you to Garzelli's uh, Grinder and Pizza Company here in Florence, Kentucky. And you can find uh, them at garzellis.com, G-A-R-Z-E-L-L-I-S.com. And uh, we are going to enjoy some of their world-famous uh, grinders and calzones and pizza and yes, uh it's been a, they've been truly very welcoming to us and have reserved a great space for us here and we want to say thank you to garzelli's here they've in florence great. kentucky also we want to say a very special word of thanks to uh ryan thomas from cincinnati ohio and uh, he's a photographer and uh, he does some side work and he's volunteered his services here today. He's also allowed us to borrow his video camera so that we could put together a special uh, video footage mm -hmm. highlight of today's uh, event and that'll be out in the feed uh, later. Anyway, you can find some of his work at flickr.com slash photos slash Ryan Thomas. So thank you to him. We also want to say thank you to Burley Mar or Burl Burl he Martin. Did it again. I know. Burl Martin. Oh. Uh, Burl Martin is a digital printing and design company committed to creating ideas that promote, inform, comfort, and celebrate life. They have served the funeral industry with a life tribute product line that you can learn about at their website at burlmartin.com. That's B E R Y L M A R T I N.com. Uh, their product line has expanded to other personalized products that are not yet reflected on their website, but for more details, you can reach them by phone at 877-369-LIFE, or that's uh, 5433 at the end. And then uh, Burl, Burl Martin, just so you know, has donated their printing services today. We have these totally awesome postcards and your placemats. We have a sign up here for everybody to sign and, and uh, put your autograph up there so we can hang that up in our studio to show who all came out to this very first special live event for us. Remind me to have Captain Kirk sign that. Yeah, we want Captain Captain Kirk. Where are you, sir? He's back there He's somewhere. He's back there cooking our calzone. And Dustin. Okay, so we want those guys to sign that as well. Anyway, uh, special thanks to Kim, also known as Good Things Coming, for doing our dishes last night. <laughs> all right. 
So anyway, we no seriously, she, we want to thank she her. Take, she wouldn't take no for an answer. She's doing our video footage, and she'll be she'll be the one editing uh, together a nice little production for us to uh, release to you folks very soon. And also a lot of graphic design work that she has helped us with uh, over the past year. So we we're very appreciative to her. Absolutely. All righty, and now Stephanie, it is time for what I've been looking for. Word two. And for word two. For word two. And That's Matt oh, talks. here we go. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, I am Matt. All right. I want to talk now about the door prizes. All right. For folks that have That's come here great. today. We have some great <laughs> door prizes. And Stephanie, can you grab the little hat over there? I can. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. And so I'm going to have you uh, draw some things here. The first thing that we're giving away it has been donated by... Who, who was this? What? Who, who gave us this? Amy did. Amy Wright, um, our Kay favorite Baskin. Mary Kay representative, has given us this. And, and how do they find you at marykay.com slash... Amy, Amy 83. Amy 83. So check her out on the web. If you don't have a Mary Kay representative, I'm sure she could help you out uh, via the internet and send out your order. But she has put together a great pot product basket that Stephanie really wants, but we're going to give it away to somebody else. If Stephanie's going to draw, draw a name now for the Mary Kay Cosmetics product basket. And that goes to Ryan, Ryan and, and Shannon. Shannon. All right, so come up and grab your... Come up and grab your Mary Kay products basket there. Next is, that you can see it right here, it is the picture in a frame. It is an artist rendition of Hurley from Lost made by a representative of our GSPN uh, Lost community, Dylan Maziotti. And you can find him at maziottionline.com. He does, he does his own artwork, and that's M-A-Z-Z-I-O-T-T-I online.com. Now, afterwards, uh, Dylan would like to get a photo of whoever wins the portrait uh, with Cliff and Stephanie. So make sure you hang out for that. And if you'll draw a name for the the special photo rendition of, or the drawing rendition of, Eric Fisher. So Eric Fisher, come up and grab your very special thing there. In fact, we'll pose for Ryan right here. You can hold it up. <laughs> Eric's making his way forward here, and uh, we'll do it. We'll do that. Matter of fact, watch this. I can hit pause. Oh wow! What'd she have? <laughs> okay. <It's about> to... <laughs> All right. So next up is the Lost Mystery of the Island Jigsaw Puzzle. One thousand pieces to put together, and it's the numbers edition. And when you put it together on the back, there is a hidden clue to the mystery of the island. Yeah. You put Good it under luck. a black light, and it'll shine right through there for you. So let's go ahead and draw a name for the lost jigsaw puzzle, Stephanie. Hubert. Hubert. Yay! Hubert from Hebron, Kentucky. He lives right, know, down, right the down the road from us. That is so cool. And he just learned about us from being on the front page of the Boone County Recorder. That's funny. And uh, Hubert, thank you very That's much. Great. Thanks yes. for coming out today. Um, good is... luck with that. I tried a different um, puzzle, and there were like no edges, <laughs> so I couldn't put it. It's all in there. It's unopened. <laughs> 
All right, next up. I was confused, so let me know if you get it put together. Next is the Lost, the official Lost board game. Okay. With billions and billions of pieces. Okay. Okay, go ahead and draw the name for the Lost board game. And that goes to Stephanie Raven. Let's put, you put your name in there. Give me another name. You just wanted that Mary Kay basket bad, didn't you? Now, I, I put my name in the hat before the basket got All here. Right. All right. That Amy. Goes to Amy. Yay. She gets the board game. Um, and next is a Canon Pixma IP1700 photo <laughs> printer. And so we're going to pull out another name out of the box. This is something that came with the brand new GSPN computer setup. And who is it? Jacob. Jacob. Yay. Okay, Kim, you have your your brand new photo printer there, and then uh, oh, oh, and then this is the, is the this last the one. Surprise! Is this the last one? Do, 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 do. What is that? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. That, that's, hold on. So are we on the? Are we it seriously? Be... Are we on the? Fa oh no, there's one more. There's the Burley Martin. Um, Burl Martin. Sorry, I'll never get anything from them again. Okay, where, where's the other name? That's it. This is the only other name? Yes. Okay, so the There were seven because... What? Oh, the Apollo Bar. Yeah, there were seven because I put my name in there. All right. <laughs> totally messed you up. I love it. Did, why did you put your own name in there? I asked you not to. I know, but I did All right. it to annoy So the you. last person actually is going to get a whole lot, okay? A whole lot. A whole lot. This is for... This is going to go to Jemry, Holly... I know those people. And Ellen. Or Eliana. Ellie. Eliana. Okay, thank you. Eliana. And here is what they're going to take home today. Number one, from Burl Martin, you get a personalized banner. Used, uh, you're able to use this for anything. Uh, it is a 10-foot banner, and uh, somebody special will be able to design whatever you want on there for a birthday, any kind of party you want. And so that's one thing you get. You also, Paul Rach, and I, I have to, uh, Stephanie, I have to I'm sorry, what? read this here. I didn't put your notes down. I know. What, okay. Paul Rach from New York City says, I will not be able to make it to the event after all. He says, I was really excited to be the person coming from the farthest, but work uh, commitments are preventing me from making it out to Kentucky. His boss flew to Japan and can't get a day off until he gets back. Enclosed is an Amparlo candy bar that he picked up in Times Square last summer during the Lost Experience. Please use it as, as a door prize for the March 17th event, I would love it if some lucky person uh, coming to the event could receive it as a door prize. So you get, and I'll hold it the right way, a an Apollo bar, and you also okay, get. Okay, but before you go, before you go there, I have to say, um, Paul, I need to know where you got the Harry Winston box. I, I'm I'm more concerned about the Harry Winston box than the Apollo bar. And then, folks. And then explain to Cliff what Harry Winston. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Harry that's Winston exactly is. what you want. And then you'll need to come up here and receive and something receive. that we have not told anybody about this final door prize. Okay? This is a, totally a surprise, and uh -huh. we didn't want people to come just for this one surprise. But anyway, you're going to walk away with a brand new second generation orange iPod, iPod. Shuffle. Oh my goodness! So here you go. And I feel like I need to give an acceptance speech or something. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is so cool. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I want to tell you who the iPod Shuffle is from. Okay? The iPod Shuffle, as the final door prize, the main door prize, is a gift from the Generally Speaking Podcast Network 
monthly support team. And those individuals are Maureen B, Michelle R, Rachel Z, Michelle W, Jerry Lynn uh, M, Pamela N, Amanda B, Kirsten K, Troy P, uh, Kim F, Sherry T, Nicola uh, F, Thomas Nicola. D, Nicola F, uh, Thomas D, Kirsty H, Emil T, Heather B, Steve H, Maggie M, Kyle B, and Brad R. And a very special thanks to Christine E, who just signed up this week as our 22nd GSPN monthly supporter at $5 a month. This is from them to you. This month's donations has gone to that door prize. Thank you very much. Uh, to the folks who have uh, joined us and one of the goals is to get to 100 GSPN supporters by the end of March and anybody that wants to learn how to do that just go to gspn.tv slash actually just go to gspn.tv and click on the PayPal donate button there and with that guys I think that's pretty much everything and I'm going to have three minutes for folks to come up to the microphone and tell us who you are, your name, and where you came from, and saying thanks for listening. So come up to the microphone and tell everybody where you're from. I'm Amy Wright from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and thanks for listening. Jemery Fade Leon, originally from Brooklyn, New York, but married my wife, now in Chattanooga. I am the wonderful wife, Holly Fitta Leon. Say hi, Eliana. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Hubert Kirsch from Ypres, Kentucky. Patty, come up here. Ryan Thomas from Cincinnati, Ohio. This is Eric from uh, Marion, Indiana. Thanks for listening. And I'm his wife, Beth. <laughs> All right, we have Patty back in the back. She's not coming up here. Everybody tell Patty to come up and say hello. Come on up, Patty. Well, my name is Kim, and I'm from Indiana, and this is... Jacob. <laughs> Matthew and Megan, you guys want to say hi to everybody? Nope. Want to say hi? All right, well, everybody... Oh, look, Patty's coming up. Patty's she coming. doesn't want to. She doesn't. I, I even think I saw her roll her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. And where are you from? Um, Fort Mitchell. <laughs> Fort Mitchell. You know, I, I keep thinking Erlanger. You do. You say that all the time. We I think a... I'm moving to Erlanger shortly. So. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> and, and my Desmond flashed before my eyes and told me that. Oh, good. Good. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for coming, and uh, it's been a great time. Thanks a lot. <laughs>